You are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I felt kind of bad after I missed a game winner. You know, that was one of my first times actually getting one. I love you, kid. Where That was my first time actually getting one, so, you know, I was upset. You know, my mindset going to overtime was now I got to win the game for it. You know what I'm saying? And, man, Izzy did a great job of uh, uh, executing a pick and roll and did a great job down to set some defense. Dan Feldman here. Welcome to Locked On Pistons. You can follow Locked On Pistons on Audio Boom or subscribe on iTunes. You can follow me on Twitter at Dan Feldman NBA. That was Marcus Morris talking on Fox Sports Detroit after the Pistons 120-113 win over the Trailblazers last night. And, yeah. He he delivered. He answered his call. Uh, he, he as you heard him mention, he had a shot to win the game late in regulation. Morris missed. What was he doing overtime? He outscores the Trailblazers by himself, seven four in the extra period. Pistons outscored uh, Portland by eleven to four in the in the overtime to get the win. It's a nice win for the Pistons, who are. Maybe, dare I say, every time I bring up something nice about the Pistons, like, hey, this is their opportunity to turn a corner, to really solidify their position, to maybe move up, they really just kind of go in a slump. Uh, so I'm going to dare fade again. This is the Pistons' opportunity to move up in the playoff standings. Uh, we could get past the point where we're talking about, hey, can they hang on for the number eight seed? Uh, they're approaching the Pacers maybe for that number six seed. Maybe that's something in reach. I never really trusted the Pacers' success. Not a huge fan of how that team is assembled. I think Indiana got something going by putting C.J. Miles in the starting lineup for Monty Ellis, but there's still some flaws in that team. Paul George might have half a foot out the door, and even if he's going to try his hardest, even if he's going to play his hardest and give it his all, that can be a tricky thing both for him to manage and his teammates to manage. I don't trust the Pacers. There is room for the Pistons to go up. A, a win like last night is encouraging. Marcus Morris was awesome. 37 points. It was a career high. Also had eight rebounds, six assists. And and if you heard that interview, that brief interruption, that was by Ish Smith coming over to congratulate him, uh, just ingraining himself a little more. Ish Smith played 29 minutes, more than Reggie Jackson's 24. Ish Smith had the big minutes down the stretch. Uh, Ish was good early in the fourth quarter. Stan Van Gundy went to Reggie Jackson, sort of maybe a little later than he usually would have brought Reggie in. But he went back to Reggie Jackson, seemingly to for the home stretch, seemingly, and then went back to Ish Smith. The Pistons are giving Reggie Jackson every opportunity, and that's what we're going to talk more about today. The Pistons line up conundrums. They have a good problem, and they have a bad problem. Let's start with the bad problem, because that's the big one. That's the one we've spent so much time discussing, but it's really going to have a huge effect on where this team goes, and that's at point guard. Reggie Jackson just didn't get it done again last night. He had 10 points, 4 of 12 shooting, 0 of 4 on three-pointers. Uh, he had four assists, but but two turnovers. Just the offense didn't really click and flow with him. That, that was different with Ish Smith, who, who had just 12 points on 5 of 13 shooting, uh, but had seven assists and just two turnovers. The offense just flows better with Ish Smith. Now, here's the key. Ish Smith was particularly effective last night because he was knocking down his jumper. He's going to have open jumpers. Uh, he needs to make a reasonable amount of them to keep defenses honest. Just a reasonable amount. He is not going to make a ton. Reggie Jackson is a more talented shooter, more talented player, I think. But Ish Smith can do some things. He needs to make that jumper 
uh, it's not a dependable shot. It's not. It's not a dependable shot for your Smith. But he made him last night when he is. He's very good. And for too long now, it's been a, quite a while when he's making his jumper. He's better than Reggie Jackson. He's making his jumper enough where he's been better than Reggie Jackson. And that's a, a failure on Jackson's part. Jackson should be better. Maybe this is because of injury. I'm not putting the blame on Reggie Jackson. When I say it's a failure on Jackson's part, that includes potentially some failure of circumstance. Things that reflect on Jackson but aren't necessarily his fault. He's, he missed training camp. He missed the beginning of the season with an injury. He has not shown the same burst. He's just basically been a jump shooter. And it's, it's not good for him. It's not good for the Pistons. Stan Van Gundy even admitted that, that he and his coaching staff have talked about starting Ish Smith over Jackson. Maybe not have quite so many of these slow starts. Maybe let Ish Smith play more minutes and play them more spread out. So Ish Smith isn't jamming, you know, his high 20s, maybe even some nights low 30s of minutes uh, into 40 minutes, but he can do it over 48. That can make a difference that extra time of rest. There's a reason usually the best players start even beyond the status of it. It's something the Pistons have to figure out. It's tough. And here's the, I mean, here's really the underlying thing. Yeah, Ish Smith has been better than Reggie Jackson lately. However, who's going to be better today? That's a more difficult question. Just because Ish Smith has been better doesn't mean Reggie Jackson won't be better today. The Pistons can't set their lineup to the past. They need to set it for the present. And that's hard. It's tricky. The best thing we have to go by to predict future results is the past. It's the best thing we have. But it's imperfect. You can't just say, well, this is how it was in the past. This is how it'll be. Reggie Jackson is more talented than Ish Smith. He is more talented. He can be better. He has shown during his career, especially last year, uh, times of being better. What will it take Reggie Jackson to recapture that? That's the big mystery. And when is Ish Smith's jumper going to be falling and when is, isn't it? Because Ish Smith tops out at okay when his jumper is not falling. And that's only... That's only peak Ish Smith with his jumper not falling. That's when everything else is going well. One point in Ish Smith's favor that's going to give him some more leeway. He had seven steals last night. Reggie Jackson can be and should be a better defender than Ish Smith. Jackson's strength and wingspan should be bigger assets than they are. Neither one has been a very good defender. But if you're not going to be a good defender, at least be an aggressive defender. And Ish Smith was aggressive. That's what you want to see. Uh, and that's going to give him some offensive benefit of the doubt. So that's the Pistons' bad problem. That's their hard, tough problem. Uh, let's talk about their good problem. They're getting to the point where they have too many forwards who are playing well, and how do you manage those minutes? Lately, uh, of course, as you know, they've been starting John Luer and Marcus Morris. Morris, awesome game last night. John Luer, zero points on 0 for 8 shooting. He was minus 20. By the way, uh, as far as Reggie Jackson and KCP, Reggie Jackson minus nine. Or excuse me, Reggie Jackson and Ish Smith. Reggie Jackson minus nine. Ish Smith plus 16. That's telling. That, that was a single game plus minus can be misleading. But if you watch this game in this game, there was something to that. Uh, and there might be something to it with the forwards also. So you have John Luer minus 20. Marcus Morris plus four. Stanley Johnson plus 16. Tobias Harris plus 23. Tobias Harris has been playing well, uh, even when he's been coming off the bench. That hasn't bothered him. In fact, he's probably played a little better 
since coming off the bench. Stanley Johnson seems to be figuring it out. Seems to be coming around a little bit after an awful start to the season. He's talked about losing weight. Uh, it appears that's part of it. He looks swifter on the court. He's playing well. He, again, he was part of that finishing lineup too. Pistons uh, down the stretch had a lot of Ish Smith, KCP, Marcus Morris, Stanley Johnson, uh, and then back and forth a little bit between Andre Drummond and, and Aaron Baines. Got to figure out this lineup. It's, you know, Sam Van Gundy, I think, is correct to be a little reluctant to change things because the Pistons are winning at a decent clip. It's okay sometimes to have your better players coming off the bench, and this is a combination that's generally working okay. Definitely has worked better than some other things they've tried. But is there something else out there that could work even better? And do you want to risk disrupting what you have now to try and find it? It's a big question. It's a hard question. It's a little bit more room for error at forward uh, just because there are multiple players playing well. It's not like a point guard where your backup is outplaying the starter. Here at forward, you got some interchangeable forwards. Uh, John Lure isn't going to play the three, but everybody else can be a three or a four, so it gives you options. You can move Lure to some minutes at center, so there are some different options. But Stanley Johnson playing well. Tobias Harris playing well. Marcus Morris playing well. You're far more likely, whatever you try there, to have something that works. Pistons visit the Pelicans tonight, day after Mardi Gras. Sort of wondered how many Pistons would have preferred to have had yesterday off, not have a game, so they can get in New Orleans a day early, maybe enjoy some of that Mardi Gras. And I was wondering, too, uh, whether Stan Van Gundy appreciates how this back-to-back shook out, that there was no possibility to get down to New Orleans early and have some players maybe enjoy themselves a little too much. I know if I were down there, I think I would have maybe had a little too much fun. But the Pistons should be in better shape for this game because they're on a back-to-back than if they had gotten to New Orleans a day early if there were a day off. The Pelicans will be out without DeMarcus Cousins, who's suspended for too many technical fouls. Uh, thank you, Rasheed Wallace. Thank you, Rasheed Wallace, for, for going absurd with technicals so the NBA had to put in this rule leading to these automatic suspensions. Pelicans, not a very good team with DeMarcus Cousins. We haven't seen them uh, in a while, at least since before the trade deadline, without DeMarcus Cousins, but they weren't very good then either. They might be a little more cohesive now without him, less talented. It's a trade-off. This is a game. The opportunity is there for the Pistons. This one is there for the taking. We'll see whether they step up. We'll be back tomorrow to discuss it. You can follow Lockdown Pistons on Audio Boom or subscribe on iTunes. You can follow me on Twitter at Dan Feldman NBA. Thanks for listening.